You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. And Paul says again to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith that you may lay hold or seize eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession. Notice how he has confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Notice, if Timothy doesn't fight the good fight of faith, he will not be able to seize eternal life. He will not be in possession of what the Lord Jesus came to give. Listen to every believer. According to John 10 and 10, Jesus himself said that the thief does not come except to steal to kill, and to destroy. But then Jesus said, but I have come that they might have life, listen to me, and have it more abundantly. Abundant life is what is there for every believer, listen, willing to fight the good fight of faith. Notice in 1 Corinthians 9, Because that's what Paul admonished Timothy to do. To fight the good fight of faith that he can seize eternal life. Notice in 1 Corinthians 9. Y'all go with these scriptures with me and, and be patient with me today. And pray with me today. And receive on today. 1 Corinthians 9. Let's start reading at verse 24. Do you not know? This is what Paul writes to the Corinthian church. Do you not know that those who run in a race, notice what he said, all run. He's talking about a natural race. And his audience is familiar with the games, uh, sort of like the Olympics that they had even in Paul's day and time. So they know what he's making reference to. He said, do you not know that those who run in a race, all run. And many of us have been at some simple track meets, and you know everybody that lines up, they all run, right? They all run. But notice what he said. But but one receives the prize. This ain't got nothing to do with my message, but that's one thing I think is wrong with sports now. You know, they're starting to do in sports in Little League where everybody wins. That's not true. Everybody gets a trophy. When we grew up, you only got a trophy if you won. There was no participation trophy. <laughs> some of y'all didn't like that. You, you, some parents right now, you just be glad to see your child bring home a trophy. No. Paul says it here. But one <laughs> receives the prize. You only have one winner. Six people can't run, and then we get six first place. 
Mm-mm. And I may know sometimes that's difficult to explain to a child when they start competing that you didn't, you didn't win. <laughs> I play, uh, I play the video, not video, but I play uh, certain games with my grandsons. And they already understand when they don't win. And they are not happy. We watch sometimes the same videos, and uh, we already know who's going to win. But I got a grandson that he has to be that one that he knows going to win. And I tell him, I said, no, you was him last time, and I get to be him this time. He said, okay, Papa, it's your turn. Halfway through it. He knows what's about to come. He knows who's about to win, and he looks at me, he said, now, Papa, you get to do it, but only halfway. You, 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 you did it up to half. Now we are switched. See, he know what's about to happen. He know that that person is about to win. And winning is important. Y'all don't like that. Now notice, notice what Paul encourages the saints. Now he's flipping. He's going back and forth between what is natural to get the saints to understand what is spiritual? He said, run in such a way that you may obtain it. Everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things or discipline or self-control. Why? Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. And see, you'll see athletes and actors, entertainers, they are temperate. They train hard. They work hard because they have their eyes on a prize. It's something they want to obtain or something they want to receive. Am I right about it? But notice how the world doesn't mind sacrificing, even being disciplined to obtain something. Paul says, now what they obtain, whether it be a gold medal or what, Paul lets the church know what they're striving to get, what they're willing to sacrifice everything for to have is going to perish. Come on. This is all of your Super Bowl trophies, all of your Grammys that folk sell their souls to win a Grammy, not realizing that the Grammy is going to perish or lose its value. Giving up everything to win an Oscar. Come on, somebody. Willing to do whatever it takes to get that Oscar. Y'all don't hear me. There was a particular actor had to play a blind person. I think he won the Grammy or an Oscar. Had to play a blind person. He so wanted to play that part that in real life, I think he went to about up to about six months being blind. Now, if that don't hit you as a great sacrifice, I'm talking about in his natural life, so that he could really be in tune with that part. What a sacrifice. I said, what a sacrifice. But he did it to win something that's perishable. Do I have y'all attention? 
Notice again at the latter clause of verse 25. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. The day is coming when none of that stuff will mean anything to those who gave up everything to have it. But notice what Paul says about us. He said we run, we discipline ourselves, we operate in self-control, but we do it for an imperishable crown. Come on. The crown that we're going to receive will never fade away. Oh, y'all ain't here this morning. Some of you like you need to be. It will never lose its value. Because of this, Paul says to the church, Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Remember what he told Timothy to fight the good fight. Notice what he said. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body. Talk to us, Paul, and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Paul said, when I'm fighting, I'm not fighting as a person who's beating the air. But I'm fighting as a person who has a goal, a prize to obtain. It's the reason I'm fighting like I'm fighting. In other words, my punches that I throw, they're aimed at something. Come on, somebody. I'm fighting with purpose. Not just beating the air. Not doing things that will prove to be vanity or in vain. But when I fight. Oh, come on, somebody. When I fight. I discipline myself. Remember, the same thing these athletes would do to win these perishable crowns, Paul said, I'm doing likewise spiritually and even more to win a crown that will not perish. Woo, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So what Paul knows in his life right here is what he teaches Timothy in 1 Timothy 6 and 12. That is when he tells Timothy, Fight the good fight of faith. What the message that Paul had for Timothy is the same message that God has for us this morning. That message is how you fight matters. How you fight matters. How you fight matters. Well, Pastor, I'm just hitting the air. How you fight matters. How you fight determines what you get, what you receive. Teach that thing, Pastor. How you fight determines what you're able to hold on to that you've already received. See, I don't worry about losing stuff that I've already got through God because I know how I fight matters. And if I would just fight the right way, the only thing that's going to be in my present and in my future is winning. 
I'm just trying to see. I'm just looking to see how many, how many receiving it. I'm just, don't get happy just cause I'm looking around, but that's, that's what's in my present. That's what's in my future. I know how my future looks. It's a bright future. It's a future filled with winning. Well, Pastor, you don't know how the day going to turn out. Yes, I do. I'm going to win today. I'm going to win today. Why? Because I know it matters how I fight. Let's give God a praise for the subject. We, How you fight matters. And I wish I had some folk who, before you got saved, you was a fighter in the world. And you didn't like losing. Some of you are acting like, and I'm going to preach to you. You're acting like already from the start of this message. Some of you are looking at me like, Pastor, you know what? I don't mind getting beat up. I don't like getting beat up. I didn't like getting beat up when I was young. I didn't like getting beat up when I was a sinner. And now that I'm in God. It's going to be bad English, but you know what I'm saying. I ain't going to get beat up. I ain't going to get beat up. I ain't going to get beat down. How I fight matters. When you look at the text, both texts, one thing is certain. That both men were in the will of God. Both men were in the will of God. Because notice Paul says that if he doesn't, basically he says if he doesn't discipline himself. If he doesn't fight the way he needs to fight. Then he's going to be a person who's preaching to others. What he himself is not doing. Come on. See, you got quiet then. Because there are some of us that the advice that we give to others, we ourselves don't live by. Come on. Some of you are good at preaching to others. But what you got to ask yourself is, are you a first partaker of what you are telling other people they need to do? Notice, because Paul says he doesn't want to preach to others. Notice this in verse 27. He said, but I discipline my body. I bring it under subjection. Why is he doing that? Lest when I have preached to others. I myself should become disqualified. And none of us want to be that person. Come on. Oh, Lord. I, didn't, I said none of us want to be that person. That person who's always telling others how to get their life together. But they see that your life is not together. Your life is in shambles. Your life is in ruin. 
See, it's all right to preach to other folk. It's all right to proclaim something good to other people because really and honestly, all Christians should share the gospel or the good news or the good message with as many people as the Holy Ghost leads us to share it with. But we got to recognize that we don't want to disqualify ourselves because what we preach to others, we don't do. Even when it came to Timothy, when he wrote to Timothy, notice that he says to Timothy, remember, that he has made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Timothy, people know your testimony. They know what God brought you out of. They see what God is doing in your life or what he's doing through you. And see, you don't want to lose that testimony. Because if we be honest, many of us know people who had a good testimony, but because they didn't fight the way they needed to fight, they no longer have that testimony. Come on, somebody. Some folk never, they don't have that testimony of being a person who's not going to quit. They don't have it because they, they quit. Are y'all, are y'all here? Now notice that Paul says that he does not fight as one who beats the air. Even from just a natural or literal standpoint. If you've seen two people fighting and you've seen one person hitting another person with repeated blows, but yet when you look closely, the person who was being hit wasn't hitting the person who was hitting them. They was hitting the air. It was as if they was fighting a ghost. And that's why they were being hit so many times. And you can only get hit so many times without going down. Are y'all here? Now anybody who's engaged in fighting, but is beating the air rather than being a purposeful fighter, like it or not, that person is fighting like a fool. I said they're fighting like a fool. You have a person who's trying on purpose to harm you, injure you, and in most cases kill you or take you out. But you're not landing any licks, any blows to your enemy. You're not doing anything to make your enemy or that person or that thing that's trying to kill you back up off of you. You are fighting like a fool. When something comes against you and is attacking your mind, let me teach it right, trying to get you to lose your mind, that's something serious. How you look with something coming at you, trying to get you to lose your mind, you on the brink of a nervous breakdown, but you're not fighting that thing the way you know you've been taught to fight it. You're just allowing it to take over. See, when things get to attacking my mind, 
I know, I know it matters how I fight. Listen to me. The thing that's attacking my mind. I know it matters. When things attack my family, I know it matters how I fight that. When things attack my finances, it matters how I fight. See, I fight poverty. I fight poverty through my giving. Come on. And I fight poverty for a simple reason. I don't like being broke. I like having more than I like not having. Y'all ain't here. Come on. Yes, I do. When something attacks my children, it matters how I fight for them in prayer. Yes, it does. It matters how I fight. When something attacks my body, I don't just lay down, but I know it matters how I take care of this body. Come on. Come on. Yes, it does. It matters how. So you're going to hear a whole lot of people talking about flus and COVID and this, that, and other because of the changing of the weather. Now, I'm not saying nothing is going to attack me, but I'm telling you, I recognize it's important how I fight in a time with so much disease in the land. Oh, y'all, I'm not getting many amen, but, but it matters how you fight when things attack your, your body. It matters how we fight. And see, I don't know about you, but see, I love being in the will of God. I love being in the will of God. Pastor, why you love being in the will of God? I agree with the old saints. Being in the will of God is the best place to be. Being in the will of God is the safest place to be. I love being in the will of God. I love laying down at night knowing I'm in the will of God. Well, so no matter what happens over in the night, because at some point we got to close these eyes, but I love closing them knowing that I'm in the will of God. That's how I have peace which surpasses all understanding Knowing that I'm laying down in the will of God. How you get up, Pastor? I get up in the will. Whoa! How you start your day? In the will of God. How you handle problems? Being in the will of God. How you handle haters and enemies? Being in the will of God. The worst thing you could do is have people talking about you, trying to take you down, and you getting out the will of God. When folk come against you, the only thing you got to tell yourself, if I just stay, whoa, I'm getting happy up here. If I just stay in the will of God, guess what happened? My enemies can't do no more to me then God allows them to do. They can only come so far. 
they can only do so much. Why? I'm in the will of God. Now listen, why is that important? Because our eyes can only see so far. Can I preach it right? We don't even know all of our enemies. That's the reason I got to stay in the will of God. I know some of my enemies based upon things they say and things they do. I know them to be an enemy. But can I be honest? I'm not omniscient. That means there are some folk that's going to say the right thing to me, but their heart is not for me. See, now those are the snakes that you have to be able to understand that they love crawling near you. And see, that's mean I got to stay in the wheel of, of God. I got... Can I be honest? Snakes come to church. And while other folks are praising God, snakes be hissing at folks. Seeing who they can bite. Can I be honest with y'all? I believe right now if I get out the will of God, something to kill me. I really believe that way. That's how I live my life. I don't have time to get out the will of God with a mindset that I'll repent, I'll come back. No! No! I've seen too many people Y'all be seated. Step out the will of God and never get back in it. Did you hear me? Never. So I don't play like that. The best thing for me to do is stay in the will of God. You know why? Because if I don't stay in His will, if I don't fight right, this is what's going to happen. It ain't going to just happen to me. So I know you, you sitting out there saying, well, Pastor, I'm praying for you. You better be praying for yourself too. Because the same thing I'm about to say going to happen to you. When you don't fight the way you need to fight, you are going to go back to your old ways of thinking, talking, and doing. Hold on. Let me see how many how many witnesses I get. And some of us, we don't like the people we used to be. I'm teaching right. I don't even want y'all to meet that person that I used. I want you to just take my testimony. Just believe my words that I used to be jacked up. From the floor up. Just take my word for it. Do you hear me, brother Dan? And I don't want to go back to being that man. I remember the days of being in confusion. Not knowing how I'm going to make it and where I'm going and what I'm going to do with my life and, and, and why was I born and what is my purpose in life. Looking at this religion, reading about this here, just totally confused. I don't want to go back there. 
being with women I had no business being with. Whoa! I don't want to go back to that. I want to be able to look at things and know that no! I got delivered from that. God brought me out of doing that. Some of y'all trying to act all. You better come down off that high horse. You operate with a whole lot of clarity now. But that ain't how you used to be. You was a slap fool. Come on. Now God has raised you up. Look how good he has you looking. Look at somebody that look good to you and tell them say you clean up real well. Y'all didn't get mad at me for saying that. How many got a testimony that you look better today than you did when you was in your sinning days? I know I look better. I got to move on, but I know I look every bit of late 30s. I don't care how much you laugh. I know because I see people I went to school with. See, once you reach a certain age, you can run into some folk from your past. And they just say, man, what's up? You say, what's up? Jesus. Come on, y'all making me go there now. Some of us can look at people we used to be with. And you don't want nobody. It's something when you were a woman, you say, you remember, hey, hey, look at that. Remember, you used to be crazy about him. You make a saved woman want to cuss. Don't you ever. And I mean, no, you don't say ever. You say ever. Ever when you make, don't you ever. Bring that up again. Some of us have things in our past. We only share this stuff. If grandma were here, I said, when the good law permits us to. Notice why that's important. I'm saying to us, how we fight. Nobody here needs to think because you saved today, you guaranteed to be saved tomorrow. No, it matters how you fight. I've seen too many people get delivered off the alcohol, didn't fight the way they needed to fight. They didn't just go back to the alcohol. The alcohol took over. Took over. And is now destroying their liver. Eating them up from the inside. 
And that demon that now possesses them keeps them drinking. Because the demon knows that if I keep him like this, he's basically killing himself. Come on. Some of us, people can't even tell that you were strung out on crack. That's how well he cleaned. Some of you don't even look like you spent a day in jail. You don't even look like you tell folk that you was in prison and locked up and they and they and they be like, for what? Why would they arrest you? For stealing? Robbing? <laughs> Writing bad checks, forging people's names. Not you. And next time you come to church, you sit by them, do you see a movie, they pocketbook. Hey, good to see you, sir. <laughs> she might backslide. <laughs> Go to Second Peter. See, this is some important stuff. Second Peter. I mean, it matters how you fight. It matters how you fight. Some of you women that's here, you know right now, God done so bless you. There are certain men that you, you, no, they don't even look at you. You you looking like I ain't the one. You caught me five years ago. Man, you done did some things. <laughs> but I ain't that girl no more. Woo! Some of these women just looking like they just been holy all day. Some of y'all know about the smashing grab. The one-nighters. Second Peter. Didn't even know his name. Second Peter. He was Randy. No, he told you he Randy. You don't know who he was. You don't know who he was. <laughs> Second Peter too. You have to talk like that because I'm telling you, I wouldn't go here. If some of y'all, when I start teaching like that, if you didn't look at me like That's what makes me go there. I'm trying to be honest. You ain't always been that little goody two shoes. You trying to make everybody think you just no. Everybody in here has a past. Listen, that they are not proud of. I ain't spent a day in jail. Not a day. Not an hour, not a minute. But listen, doesn't mean I didn't do things that were deserving of jail. Many of us that ain't been to jail, we just didn't get caught. I sold drugs for a minute. Selling weed. 
had some good weed back then. I did. Had a good connection. I was selling some. Mama told me back then, she said, boy, what are you doing? I said, Mama, I ain't doing nothing. She said, all these men coming to the house for you? I said, I don't know what they, what's going on? Now, come on, one day she said, what are you doing? I said, I told you doing nothing. She said, so-and-so came by to see you. I told him you wasn't here. He said he waited. He'd been out there on the back porch for three hours. Now, something going on. See, I knew I had that good stuff then. I, man, I, I got him. But see, y'all laugh, but it wouldn't have took but one time to get caught with all of it on me. Second Peter 2. Listen, I got to speed up. Second Peter 2 and 21. For it would have been better. I'm talking about how you fight matters. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. Then having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. See, backsliders don't realize they're going to be so punished in hell. That the writer is saying, it would have been better for you not to have known the way. See, I mean, I can't go to hell. I know, I know too much. Come on, somebody. You like me. Hell ain't for you. I know too much about the grace, the mercy, the kindness of God to go to hell. I know too much. I've seen too much. I've witnessed too much. I've experienced too much to end up in hell. Whoa, come on somebody. He said it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them. According to the true proverb. A dog returns to his own vomit. A saw, a sow, a pig having washed to her wallowing in the mire or the mud. See, that's what the life of a backslider is. It's going back eating what you threw up. Going back doing what you said you would never do. And all backsliders, not some, all backsliders get worse. The dog has returned. Listen to that. To its own vomit. Because I'll never do. Oh, you better hold up. And the sow, the pig, having been washed to her wallowing in the mud. Why does this happen, Pastor? Not fighting the way you need to fight. Listen to me. Because even though you are good and saved, there is an enemy or demons desiring to pull 
me and you back into what the Lord pulled us out of. I'm just teaching it right. That's everyone. Pastor don't get no pass. First lady don't get no pass. Because there are demons. Notice Ephesians. Notice the book of Ephesians. Ephesians New Testament. If y'all have to, if you ain't familiar with your Bible, I'm happy that you brought them. Go to your table context, content to find the books so you can be with us. And I guarantee you, the more you learn, the more you read and study and open it up at the house, you're going to get better and better. But there may be a time that you're real good, but you just, you just, it just slips your mind where a book at. Notice, notice Ephesians 6, because this is, this teaching is too important. I want eyes on, on the book. I want eyes on the, on the text. Ephesians 6. See, we have to, we have to recognize that it matters how you fight. Matters how you fight. There are marriages that will end in divorce if people don't fight right. There are some singles who will marry the wrong person if they don't fight right. I'm just being honest with you. It matters how we fight. Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles deals, if you take a note, with the devil or specifically demons, their schemes. Notice, he said, put on the whole armor. Be prepared to fight. Why? Because you need to be able to stand, notice this, against the wiles of the devil. His schemes, his tricks, his cunning and devious plans and plots. See, demons are always scheming and plotting. Trying to deceive the believer into thinking it doesn't matter how they fight. And often the enemy will use people who are close to you. You have to be aware. Sometimes the enemy will use people. Listen, knowingly. Or intentionally and sometimes unintentionally. You have to be careful. The enemy will use somebody to just keep coming at you. Trying to make you cuss. Trying to make you go off. Oh, y'all ain't here. Trying to make you go to a place where you know you don't need to go. But they trying their best to take you there. See, if you don't fight right, you would allow somebody to take you somewhere. That God didn't want you to go. Y'all know I'm right about it. The enemy tried to use Job's own wife. 
to get him to curse God. Listen, not just curse him. Cursing him would be bad. But after you curse him, go ahead and die. What would Job be if he would have cursed God? He didn't repent because then he died. His own wife was giving him, I I can't even come up with a word for how jacked up that advice was when this man was going through it. Maintaining his integrity. Here come the one who should have been saying, honey, you hang in there. God going to do it. I am praying for you. That ain't what she said. The enemy was using that woman. Brother, the enemy still uses women. The enemy was using his own wife, some of y'all don't like preaching like this, to get him out of the will of God. Don't let nobody get you out of the will of God. Don't be so close, so tight with anybody that you allow them to get you out of the will of God. I love my brother Job. Job knew how to fight. Job looked at that woman and said, Woman, you speak as a foolish woman. Job wasn't no wimp. I said, Job wasn't no wimp. You know, some of y'all brother, your wife say certain stuff, you go to crying and pout. He ain't pouting about what that woman said. Put that woman in her place. Oh, Lord. See, now, see, now some of the women look at me like, Pastor, you trying to make me go there. See, a brother who know how to fight, he got something for all that neck twisting. All them finger pointing. Pastor, what he got? The word of God. That's what he gonna stand on. Come on, you don't get in no shout match with nobody when you know the will of God. Job said, woman, you speak as a foolish woman speak. He said, shall we receive good at the hand of God and not adversity? Job would go on and say, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away and bless it. Be the name of. Anyway, Job said, woman, you got to praise him anyhow. We just can't praise him when it's good. We got to praise him. Woo! Come on, somebody. Somebody need to give him a praise right now. Regardless of what you've been going through, somebody need to stand and let demons know that I will praise him anyhow. Oh, that's it. Somebody need to give him a praise right now. You need to turn in victory. Let the enemy know I still got the victory. Got turned down, but I still got the victory. It's going to happen. This is my season. Who am I preaching to right now? You know it's your season. You know it's time for you to enter into certain stuff. You don't mind if you ain't scared, high five somebody and just shout, show it right. Whoa! Come on, somebody. 
Remember what I said earlier? I ain't going back. Look at the 16th verse. I'm coming in. Look at the 16th verse. It matters how you fight. It matters how you fight. Well, Pastor, there's a lot going on out here. That's reason it matters how you fight. A lot of temptation out here. It matters how you fight. You got to fight in prayer that certain things don't grab you. You got to fight in prayer that you ain't looking and staring at what you have no fear. You have to fight in prayer. Come on, some of y'all, you got to fight. It matters how you fight. You got to work around all them demons. It matters how you fight when you enter that environment. Folks on your job hating on everything that's got anything to do with God. And you come up in there with your blessed self, with your smiling self, with your happy self. Talking about you got a testimony. Girl, they tired of hearing your testimony. But God ain't tired of you giving it. Oh, I know I'm talking right. Some of you, you're in an environment that it matters how you fight. Young people, if you going to live holy, it matters how you fight. I graduated high school 30-something years ago. It was stuff going on then, and I know it's stuff going on now. And to be honest, some of what we went through in high school, children are experiencing that in elementary. Parent, the best thing you can tell your child is that it matters how you fight. You don't fight right, brother. You're going to talk like the rest of the folks on the team. You're going to be just like them, talking at the side of your neck. And listening to stuff you ain't got no business listening to, even though you talk better. We know it takes something. Come on, somebody. It takes something to live right. It takes something to live right if you 70. Take something to live right if you're 50. Take something to live right when you're 30. Take something to live right when you're 15. And don't tell me it can't be done. The Hebrews did it. Hebrew boys. Daniel. Joseph was a young man. Take something. Matters how you fight. Men, if we going to be men, matters how we fight. Man, if you don't fight right, you're going to have boys' ways. You're going to act like a childish boy when stuff don't go your way. Why? You won't fight. Come on, sisters. We need ladies with class. We see enough of the hoochie-fired stuff. Come on, we need some women with class. We need some Deborahs. We need... We need some Ruths. We need some women know how to act. Some of you God that put you in places, whether it be your family or something else, you're going to be the only lady, the only classy woman that some folk going to get to be around. And how you talk around them matters. What you laugh at matters. They need to see. 
a classy woman. Come on. I ain't being too hard, am I? I'm closing. Ephesians 6 and, 6 and 16. Above all. Above what? Above what? Taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. See, it matters how we fight because the wicked one, Satan, the devil, demons, are throwing fiery darts at God's people. Listen, these fiery darts are aimed at our minds. Listen, a lot of times you constantly, if you be honest, have things attacking your mind. Your mind deals with your choices, your feelings, your emotions. You have things attacking that. And see, if you don't fight right, when your thinking goes off, your talk will be in line with your thinking. Now you're choosing to do what you know better. But see, it's your mind. You didn't have on that shield of faith to quench those fiery darts. Well, y'all in the house. And see, having on that shield of faith simply means living to have on the shield of faith is to live by faith. Come on. First John 5 and 4. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith equates victory. If I fight the good fight of faith, I'll gain the victory. I'll gain the victory. Look at 2 Corinthians 2. He said, I'll gain the victory if I fight the way I know I need to fight. 2 Corinthians 2. Y'all got it? We were older. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Check this out. How you fight matters. How you're living is determined by how you're fighting. See, if I fight right, then I'm going to live above. Come on, I thought y'all were still in the house. I said, if I'm fighting the way I need to fight, God going to make me the head. I'm going to live above only and never what? David said, I'm old now, but he once was young. But now I'm old. But David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. If I fight right, I can boldly say to y'all, you'll never see me begging. That's how much God is committed to taking care of people who fight right. Come on. Which that has to mean 
that God himself knows when we get low on things. Come on. Even the Bible, Jesus, and your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these what? Things. God know what I need. God so know what I need that there are times that I can have a need. Y'all ain't ready for this. And I don't even have to share it with you. Because I know he knows. I come before you not looking like what I've been going through. Not talking like I shouldn't talk. Why? Because I know he knows. And some of us, God has dropped things into your hands, into your lap. He's given you favor with people to help you out of situation because he saw how you were fighting. Sister, he saw you fighting in prayer. Come on, brother. God saw you fighting in prayer and he was determined to give you favor on your job. Do y'all hear me? See, everybody likes to talk about Joseph coming from the hole of the pit to the palace. But see, what folk don't like to talk about is that same favor also caused people to resent him. Come on. If God gives you favor because of how you fight, there are people who will not like the favor that he gave you. I'm trying to close it. That means God can do stuff for you that will cause people to hate you. Even your own blood. But Pastor, blood thicker than water. Which one would you drink? All it took for Joseph brothers to show who they really was was for his daddy to give him a nice coat. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't hear me. I know, y'all, I know some of you want me to close. A nice coat. Folk will start acting a fool because you got on nice shoes. Every time I preach, I kick my feet up, I do this, but then I kick them up with red bottoms on, and now you hate me. Showing out, so he's kicking his feet up because he got. I kick my feet up all a lot of times, but see, listen, I'm trying to call. They notice that coat. If God favors you, people gonna notice it. <laughs> you see, where we at? I'm gonna close here. I ain't done, but I'm going to close. God, give me favor. You ready for it? God will give you favor on your job and folk try to get you fired. Folk get nosy on you. What they, what they pay you to do that? They paying me none of None of what? None of your business. Come on. Favor will cost you. Favor will cost you. You'll walk in rooms. And because favor is on you, 
folk will not like you. They haven't even talked to you. They haven't even met you. If God put favor on you, it matters how you fight. You sure enough got to fight when God said, my favor is on your life. You got to fight like you know his favor on your life. Come on, somebody. Say Corinthians 2 and 14 and let's be done. Now, thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto who? Who always... Somebody shout always. Always. Who what? Who what? He'll do it sometime. He'll do it on Mondays. He'll do it on the weekends. He what? Notice what he always does. He always leads us into what? A victory. We always win because we always live by faith. We always live by faith because we always fight right. Fight the good fight of faith. Timothy sees eternal life. And tell your neighbor, eternal life does not start in heaven. Eternal life starts here It so starts here on earth that even when we die, the Bible said because we have seized eternal life, even in natural death, we just sleep. I'm done. Give him a praise. I pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.